another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. I'm Bill Wasner. With me today is Abigail Garfalo. Hi, Abigail. Hi, Bill. So, we're going to talk about dealing with conservation practices in uh, our own residential areas. And so it is a fairly small area, typically. Mm -hmm. Um, So does it make much of a difference? What, What kinds of things should we be doing? Yeah, so there's lots of things that you could be doing. Um, And it's always making a big impact, Um, you know, even if it feels small on your quarter acre property or even smaller, uh, because all of our landscapes are connected. This, you know, wildlife, water, invasive species, they don't really follow property lines. Um, And so whatever we put on our yards or our landscapes could affect um, our neighbor's landscapes or even further down the road um, across the United States. Um, And that even counts for our invasive species. If we're managing invasives on our yard, we're helping reduce invasive species on all other properties as well. Um, Because, you know, buckthorn, for example, is spread through birds eating them and then pooping them out. And so our birds are not really watching where they're going to the bathroom. And uh, if I have buckthorn on my yard, most likely my neighbors are going to have it. My my neighboring landscapes are going to have it. And so... It's important to manage in that way. And then lastly, wildlife. Um, Our public lands do such an amazing job at providing wildlife habitat and making really good landscapes. Um, But Illinois is about 95% private land. Um, And so that really only makes so much of a difference because wildlife needs corridors or connections between these really good landscapes and habitats for migration, for hunting or nesting. Um, And we can provide so much impact for even just insects and birds, for example, by providing a little bit of support. So we can do that through leaving vegetation over the winter. So instead of cutting down our bushes, our plants, our our grasses, things like that, we can leave them stand. So that way our insects can nest in the in the um, stems. We can also leave just like a little bit of bare ground for ground nesting insects. A lot of our bee species in Illinois are actually ground dwelling and solitary, unlike what we commonly think of with our bees. So just leaving a little bit of space for them is really beneficial. And we could also just put up a bird feeder. Um, And so there's a lot of ways that we can support our um, environment through really easy ways on our own landscapes. So that's where we really should start with these small things like bird feeders and and leaving habitats in in small areas in our yard? Yeah, so there's lots of ways that you could start. It depends on how much you want to do. If you, um, you know, you want to keep it nice and small and you're like, what do I do if I don't have a lot of time? Um, You can just start by not doing some things. Um, So you can not put chemicals on your yard. Um, Let your lawns go dormant over the summer. That doesn't even require you to do anything. It just requires you to not do things. Um, Or um, depending on, you know, your mindset, you can, uh, you know, have a certain tolerance for different weeds in your yard, such as clover or creeping Charlie. Um, These uh, weeds per se, I put those in quotations, um, aren't really doing a ton of harm really, but they are really beneficial for wildlife. Clover, for example, provides food for our pollinators. So another thing you could not do, like I said, is cut vegetation. If you want to do something, you could, um, like I said, do that bird feeder. um, Or um, if you really kind of want to start something, but you're not really sure about changing your landscape itself, 
you could do um, a compost bin and do something, maybe a small one in your house for vermicomposting, or you could do, you know, a bigger one for your weeds, your, la your lawn scraps, things like that. So there's lots of different ways that you could start. But if you do want to do something really big with your landscape, like you want to actually change the way it looks um, from a design perspective, I would definitely start with assessing your property first. Um, how, how do you do that? Yeah, so I would ask yourself a lot of questions first. So um, questions about what the property looks like. Is there pooling water? Um, is there sunny and shady spots on your property? What kinds of things are already growing there? Do you have any weed problems? Do you have any bare spots? And then you'll want to ask yourself a little more reflective questions about how you feel about your property. Um, what do I want my yard or my property for? Do I really like the gardens? Do I want a, a space that maybe my kids can play sports on or something? Do I want it to just aesthetically look pretty? Um, how do I maintain pro my property? How much time do I have to maintain my property? Things like that are really a lot of questions that you want to ask yourself. And then I would start with drawing a map of your property and picking a really small spot to start. Always starting small, because if you um, want to do a large redesign, it's going to feel like you got a lot of going on at once. And so starting smaller is going to be really more beneficial. So I don't have to end up with my yard looking kind of unmanaged and really standing out in, in the in the neighborhood? Yeah, actually, no, we definitely don't. And um, that's a lot of the questions we get usually is like, well, natives, aren't those kind of weedy? Uh, my neighborhood association won't go for that. And we totally agree. Um, we want your these native landscapes to not only be environmentally friendly, but we want them to be neighborhood friendly as well. So these neighborhood landscapes, um, these native landscapes can be really beautiful um, and aesthetically pleasing if you use a little bit of some design elements um, that we would use in traditional landscaping as well. So um, one example I use is when planting natives, instead of randomly dispersing them across an area, planting them in clumps, um, you know, putting a lot of the same plant in one area. So it looks like this larger um clumped section of, you know, purple coneflower, for example. Another way that you can do that is putting borders around your plantings. And so if you have a section of your yard, maybe a, a certain section of your property has native plantings, putting a border around that kind of cuts it off and gives it that um, more clean look that maybe your neighborhood association would be more um, happy with. Cool. So where can we go for more information? Yeah, so um, in Cook County, that's where my unit is. I, um, we have a program called Conservation at Home. Um, and so we have a website on our site. It's extensionillinois.edu slash cook slash conservation at home, where you can see a lot more resources on landscape design, rain gardens, native plants. If you live in Cook County or in any of the surrounding counties, the Conservation at Home program is actually um, a certification program. If you um, have already a native friendly, environmentally friendly landscape, and you want to um, get a sign in your yard that's, that tells your neighbors so, you can uh, ask questions through us and we'll help get you certified. And we'll also answer any questions if you're in that process. Extension is always just a really good place to start for those resources. If it's a topic I'm really not sure about that I just don't know as much about yet, I usually just start entering in a Google search bar like Illinois Extension composting or just extension composting. And that's always a place that I know I can trust the information that's coming there, especially um, with you know native landscaping. You'll always get kind of people who have certain tricks and tips that you don't know are actually research-based. And I think extension is always a good place to start with that. Oh, you bet.
Well, for another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources, this is Ben Bill Weisner and Abigail Garfalo. <laughs>